Welcome, welcome, welcome to the fourth episode of Find Your Free, the podcast. I am your hostess, Rachel Voss, and let's just jump right into it. So in the last episode called What a Year Part One, I took some time to reflect on what has been my experience with this very unique year that has been 2020. So I talked about some of the personal challenges I've been navigating, uh, as well as some of the blessings that I've experienced. And I talked about using this end of the year time to reflect on how this year has impacted you. You know, certainly this year has inconvenienced us um, in many, many ways, but getting beneath the getting beneath that level of where we where we've all been impacted how has this year impacted you specifically you know what is the stuff that maybe you're holding on to inside that you're aware of you're not aware of but just taking time to to get clear with how this year has impacted you not as a way to get yourself in a funk or to get yourself stuck, but to be aware. It's always good to be aware of what the stuff is, right? The stuff that you're carrying around, the stuff that you may be aware of, the stuff that you may not be aware of, um, and the stuff that you're not aware of has a way of just kind of popping up and showing up in our lives and <laughs> can sometimes get us into trouble. And so, um, so it's good. It's good to just be aware. And again, with this time of year, this end of the year, uh, it's a good time to reflect as a way of setting the foundation for how you want to move forward, for what you want to bring into your life, for the life that you want to create for yourself. So certainly before 2020, this is something we did, you know, our New Year's resolution, setting goals. But with this year, which again has just been totally unique, um, it's, you know, it might have had a totally different impact on your life than than ever before. And so really taking time with that. And, you know, in the space between when I recorded the last podcast and before I published it. So I publish episodes on Tuesdays. Uh, I record usually on Fridays or Saturdays. And in the space of recording and publishing the last episode, we had a lot of energy by way of the winter solstice and Jupiter and Saturn aligning as close as they have been, uh, I think it was somewhere between 200 and 400 years. I'm not an astrologer. I've got to put that disclaimer out <laughs> right now. Um, I have done some astrological studies. I've worked one-on-one -on -one with some teachers. I've gotten some readings, things like that, but I am not an astrologer by trade. Uh, but want to share, you know, some of my understanding uh, in terms of how this planetary energy is impacting all of us, right? So the winter solstice, uh, a time where we celebrate uh, the sun sort of resetting itself, we celebrate grounding ourselves, we celebrate stillness. Uh, and then we had again, yeah, this planetary alignment of Jupiter and Saturn. And with them coming close together, Jupiter, 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 <laughs> Jupiter is a more um, risky sort of energy, right? Like, let's try this. Let's go. Let's go and have fun. Like, let's go for it. And Saturn's a little bit more of a disciplined energy. Like, okay, let's let's just let's make sure of how we're gonna land. But those are two good 
energies to have together, yin and yang, right? So we always want to find that balance as above, so below. So it is a good balance between the two. And then what's extra unique about this is that they are meeting in the sign of Aquarius. So if at any point you've ever heard, you know, the age of Aquarius, the Aquarian age, this is kind of getting into all of that. Again, just going off the knowledge that I have from what I've studied. I am not anybody's astrologer. I hope this is making sense. And I think, um, again, it can just help in terms of context and really using this energy to help you, you know, set the goals and get clear on what you want to manifest in your life. So moving into this age of Aquarius, we're coming out of Capricorn. And if anybody is a Capricorn or knows a Capricorn, I love a Capricorn. So <laughs> I have some awareness there of, of that energy. Capricorns are very grounded. Um, they're an earth sign and they are about structure. They're about stability. They're about foundation. Uh, so that's what that age has been about, right? Like getting the foundation right, laying the brick and mortar, getting things in place. So a lot of focus on, you know, monetary stuff and, uh, you know, things like that. Whereas the Aquarian age is more about um, innovation and technology and humanitarianism. And so putting this all together, shifting from this age of Capricorn into this age of Aquarius, uh, we have, again, Jupiter and Saturn aligning in that. And what that is doing is creating this shift into this age of Aquarius, right? So as I understand all this, and as I'm taking this all in, I look back on this year and I think, okay, this makes sense, right? No, it certainly doesn't make sense that We've had this virus, this disease that has just run rampant, that continues to run rampant, that impacts so many people in so many different ways. Um, it certainly has impacted lives. Uh, people have lost their lives to COVID. So certainly, you know, not something that we say, okay, this is why this happened and it just makes sense. It's more about the slowing down that this year brought about, Right. We, prior to COVID, I think, again, we might all be able to agree that we were very much in our phones and in our lives. And again, you know, thinking of that Capricorn energy about our work, uh, you know, working 50, 60, 70, 80 hours a week, seeing our families here and there in the evenings, maybe on the weekends, just like hustle, 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 go, 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 face in a screen. I'll see you later, kids. We're not eating together where, you know, and if we are, we're kind of all plugged into the TV, but we're not really connecting. And all of that, came to a halt and we were forced to be at home. We were forced to be together. We were forced to look at each other. Uh, certainly we may have stayed in our phones, but the human connection as far as like what's going on in everybody's house, like there was more focus on that than the sort of disconnection or the disconnect of everybody kind of running their own separate lives and managing their everyday lives, right? So now here we are forced to be together, forced to connect, forced to, to slow down. And in that space, uh, you know, I saw images of highways with 
less smog. Like I saw a picture of like LA highways and I've only been to LA once. No shade to LA. Um, I'm definitely like a New York, New Jersey girl for life, like East Coast for life, but um, no shade to LA. But you know, I've, I saw, and I understand, you know, there's a lot of smog in LA because there's just a lot of people and cars and, you know, and all of that going on. And so there was a reduction in that. I think that, you know, just seeing images across the world because the world was impacted by this pandemic and this quarantine, right? So you're seeing images across the world of these uh, environmental shifts and these shifts that were for the better, all coming from us having to halt and to slow down and to be home. And in that space, we all began to rely on technology so much more. We began the shift of working from home, of, you know, doing everything on Zoom or whatever, you know, platform that you're using um, to stay, you know, visually connected with people. So we had this reliance on technology, this technology boom, if you would. And that all is the foundation, again, for this age of Aquarius, which, again, is about humanitarianism, humanitarianism, technology, innovation, creativity. Uh, and so when I step back and I put all that together, that's where and how I say, okay, this makes sense now why this shift on this very large human level had to happen because we all had to get back in touch, you know, in some way, shape or form with humanity. So Taking in all of this energy, this planetary energy, if that speaks to you, if not, you can just leave it to the side. Um, but the winter solstice energy of grounding down, uh, this end of the year energy of reflecting, taking all of this in, reflecting on the year, and then using this to lay the groundwork for how you want to move forward. This is a very, very, very powerful time uh, in terms of moving forward, in terms of next steps, I think a lot of folks got clear on what really matters to them, uh, whether it was family, whether it was finding your purpose, whether it was, you know, whatever it was. But I think that a lot of folks got clear or more clear or at least had an understanding like, yeah, I need to be more in the driver's seat in my life and less in the passenger seat. I think we saw just a burst of creativity on social media, uh, people being home and just having time to, you know, spend with their craft, spend with their passions, whether it was a way of like, oh, I should be doing something or whether it was a way of using your passion, using your gift, your creativity as a way to heal. Now, I want to give another disclaimer here. Uh, none of this is to block you or paint yourself into a corner full of shoulds. So when I teach my yoga classes, I always say, let's try not to should on ourselves, right? So I should be doing this. I shouldn't be doing that. I should be here. I should be there. I should have this. I should have that. I shouldn't be, you know, in this place I'm in right now. I am a total queen of shoulds. Uh, usually when it comes to the healing work, the work that the healers promote is the work that they're personally going through. And so that's some of my work, right? That's part of my work of not shitting on myself, uh, but certainly sharing the message that we collectively, you know, want to try not to shit on ourselves. So this is not about painting ourselves into a corner of, yeah, I should be doing this. Yeah, I should be doing that. No, 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 no. It's just about taking time again to get clear on what's important to you. What matters to you? How do you want to show up in your life? What do you want your life to look like? You know, 
Is there something that's been in your heart for a long time that you've put up on the shelf and now it's time to take that thing down? And so we're in this space, again, of using all of this energy, the shift into the new year, the shift energetically into this age of Aquarius, using all of this energy and and setting, clearing, um, or getting clear on the goals that we want to set for ourselves, the vision that we want to create. So that's what this episode is going to uh, offer today. I'm going to offer some writing prompts, uh, some things, some tools you can work with, uh, not just on this podcast, but that you can take and sit with. Uh, So some prompts to think about uh, in terms of what you want to leave behind, some prompts to think about in terms of what it is that you want to create. And I'm old school, so... I believe in like putting pen or pencil to paper as a way of really committing to yourself, to your heart, to the universe, to spirit, what it is that you truly uh, want to see, you know, manifest in your life. Uh, I grab your journal, grab a piece of paper. Uh, I've been hearing, learning about using brown paper bag uh, as a way of really um, just making the practice more of a ritual in terms of writing things down. So using like a brown paper bag. So if that speaks to you, if you want to learn a little bit more about that, you can look that up. But if it just innately speaks to you, grab any kind of brown paper bag that you have uh, that you can write on. And if not, just grab whatever you have nearby. um, And you can always transfer what you write down, you know, on the piece of paper that you have available to the paper that is more sacred for you. So pen, paper, pencil, whatever writing utensil speaks to you. Uh, And yeah, let's get into it. So again, we'll be, uh, I'll be offering just some prompts, some things you can write, some things to think about. Uh, I think having ritual is just, it's important, right? It's, it's, it's become, so what am I trying to say here? So adding, making my practices ritualistic, just really helps me feel the vibration of those practices more. So in other words, I'm not just doing things just to do things, right? And, you know, we know what we know. There's ignorance and then there's what we learn, right? So there's things you just kind of see along the way, like, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to grab this crystal. I'm going to get this sage. I'm going to, you know, use this Palo Santo. Just these different things you see or hear along the way that seem cool or feel cool. Or again, like I said, with the brown paper bag, that just kind of like innately feels right to you and then we're just doing things and then you learn like oh you can charge your crystals you know with the new moon uh you want to make sure you open the window when you're using the sage so that you're letting out you know any energy that you're trying to release so you start to add these rituals to the practices that you do that really help to make these rituals or to make these practices more sacred more meaningful and so writing my intentions writing down what I want to release, burning lists, doing things like that, burying my intentions in like a plant, um, planting a crystal over them. These are practices that I offer. Certainly, again, take what speaks to you and leave behind what doesn't. But these are things that have personally helped me uh, really be connected with the work that I'm trying to do. So again, it's not mindless, but more mindful. You know, it's 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 heart centered. Uh, and so I, again, I'm old school when it comes to putting pen to paper and I'm old school when it comes to really taking time to write things down as opposed to just kind of like 
jotting things off in your head like, yeah, I want to do this, this, and this. I'm going to let go of this, this, and this. And I'm going to pray to God, put it in his hands, and let it go, right? (laughs) No, it's like really sitting. It's reflecting. It's getting clear on the work that you want to do. And with these prompts, I look at them as a way to sort of reverse engineer. So I call this podcast Find Your Free because it's a reflection of what has been my journey and it has ultimately become the messaging that I share in the work that I do. In my journey, in those very first steps of finding my own personal free, I wasn't even clear on like what it is that I wanted to do. I just knew that I was working this full-time job. I was making great money. You know, I was getting by and all that good stuff, but I just didn't feel like I was aligned in my life. I didn't feel like I was living on purpose. I felt like I had way more creativity inside of me than I was giving myself, but I couldn't draw. I couldn't like, I could sing in the shower, but (laughs) I'm not anybody's singer, you know? So there wasn't anything that um, was tangible as far as how I understood creativity to be, right? I always understood creativity to be like, I can paint, I can draw, I can sing, I can dance. Uh, And I didn't have those skill sets to me, but I felt like there was this creative energy inside of me that needed to be let loose. But I was like, I don't know what it is. Uh, And I don't know how to get there. And I'm just working this nine to five job. And then, you know, you I just have this heartfelt intention of just like, I want to be of service, I want to do more. And then eventually life started bringing me the people, the places, the experiences that would ultimately lead me to the decision of leaving my job. And I said this in the last episode, I'll say it again here, there will be episodes about the entrepreneurial side of my life, um, taking that leap of faith. Again, I am not telling you that you should do what I did. Uh, Know that I took a leap of faith walking away on a whim from a six-figure job as a single mom with not a lot of savings in the bank and no real plan um, except to maximize this one yoga class that I was teaching. That ain't for the faint of heart, and that ain't for everybody. (laughs) I totally get that job stability is important, and I totally get that taking a leap of faith like I did is not something that everybody is meant to or wants to do. So I always tell folks, maybe finding your free is you know, moving up in your job or taking on a new skill set or picking up a hobby or, you know, just it can be anything, but it's what speaks to your heart and giving yourself room to bring that heartfelt desire out into the world. And so that's why it's important to create your vision, to have a vision, to just have this bigger picture idea of what you're working towards, right? So it doesn't mean that all of the steps will be laid out. I, as the Scorpio that I am, I talk in every episode about I'm a Scorpio. I want to know everything. I want to know everything yesterday. I want to know that I'm going to get there, how I'm going to get there. And so certainly following my heart and going after this vision, uh, it has its challenges for me. You know, there's the part of me that's totally whimsical and completely trust the process. And then there's the part of me that's like holding on tight to the reins, like, uh, uh-uh, I need to know where this bad boy is going. Right. Uh, but overall it does help for me to now have this idea of what it is that I'm working towards. And when I made that shift 
um, from corporate to just jumping into this entrepreneurial world. It took me a minute to get clear on my why, my what, you know, how I was doing things. But the more things got clear, the more I kept putting one foot in front of the other, the more that vision became clear. And now I know like my work has to be service oriented. Now I know my work is going to focus primarily on women. Sidebar, I took a moment to read about or to look up how this Jupiter-Saturn great conjunction would impact me as Scorpio. And if that speaks to you, I highly encourage you to take a quick Google search, check with your local astrologer, whatever resources you have to see how this, how the conjunct, how this will impact you astrologically. You may find some really, really, really insightful and aligned information. And for me, one of the things that I read said, uh, your home-based business will expand. And it wasn't like, uh, you know, what's my my horoscope for the day? It wasn't that. It was like, what is the bigger picture? Like, what do you want to be looking for in this year? And it said, you know, expanding a home-based business, which ironically or interestingly or divinely, I'd like to say, which is the blessing that came out of this year. It turned my yoga work into a home-based business that has now become a viable something that I can work with. So expanding my home-based business. And then it said I would have a pivotal career, um, like my career would be pivotal by focusing or focusing on women would be pivotal for my career. That's what I'm trying to say. But that it would... um pretty much invite success and abundance in my life by focusing on women. And I shared in the first episode when I talked about why this podcast, how I had gotten clear over this past year that women were, are my target audience, right? So to read something that says like, yeah, this is, this is the stuff you want to look for, like home-based business, working with women. I'm like, well, I'm already like in that arena. So it just shows me that I'm on the right path for me. Um, it shows me that I'm, fo- you know, following my heart is leading me in the right direction. Again, I'm not sure. I'm not sure where I'm going to be in March. I'm not sure where I'm going to be next September. I know where I'd like to be, but there are some things that are still revealing themselves to me. But again, my vision now is more clear of my why, my what, the how, some pieces of it I'm still figuring out, figuring it figuring out, but it's all a part of the process, right? A lot of this manifestation work is doing the work, taking the steps, putting one foot forward in front of the other, and then also trusting the process that things will continue to be revealed to you. So sometimes it's not always about the entire path being laid out for you. It's about one step, two steps being laid out, but knowing that those steps, trusting that those steps are leading you in the right direction. So bringing that all back to the vision, no matter what free means for you in terms of finding your free, it helps to have the vision. <laughs> you know, finding your free right now could be creating that vision. What do you want your life to look like? Like, what do you really want your life to look like? Have you given yourself time to think about that? Have you given yourself permission to think about that? You know, uh, and so... Again, you can use this vision as a way to reverse engineer. So you have the vision, right? But then it's like, okay, well, what's step one? Like, I know I want to help people. I know I want to 
you know, make sewing like my career. I know that I want to bake. I know that I want to open this shop. I know like whatever it is, like I know I want to do these things, but I don't know what the first step is. And that's why I offer getting clear on that bigger picture, the vision, because then you can use that to reverse engineer, right? So if you see yourself in this life that you want for yourself, then you can say, okay, Again, let's say if you want to open a restaurant, you want to open a food spot or something like that. It's like, okay, I see myself running this food spot. I see myself running this coffee shop, whatever it is. And you see that and you're like, okay, well, I know to have that, I'm going to have to get some, you know, sanitation certification. I'm going to need to understand coffee beans. Do I want my coffee beans to come from, you know, a black owned source? Do I want to have just a vegan restaurant? Do I want just a breakfast and lunch space? Do I want like a fancy dinner spot, right? Like, so you start to think about those things and then it's like, okay, if I've got to get this certification, that can be coming all the way back, but that can be your step one or your step two, but one of the first steps that you have to take. If you know that you want to do just vegan breakfast and lunch, then it's like, okay, now let me start to study other restaurants or places that have had success in that, right? So it gives you Again, maybe not clarity for all the steps, but clarity on those first steps. Again, manifesting is not just like, hey, and it took me a long time to learn this. It took me a long time to learn this because when you look at the spiritual world, brand new, just kind of coming into this, um, it can very much seem like, you know, just a bunch of folks running around like, hey, abundance, joy, bliss, I manifested it all, uh, you know, especially like on Instagram and stuff like that. But we always have to remember, like what we see on Instagram is like the end result. You know, I used to be hard on myself about not being able to get into certain yoga postures. And I still am sometimes in, in some ways. But certainly, you know, as I shared in the first podcast, like I came or I think it might even been the last podcast, but I came into yoga teaching at the same time that Instagram was kind of blowing up. And so I'm coming in trying to figure out who I am as a teacher. And I'm seeing all these teachers doing all these funky poses and all these funky places. And I'm like, okay, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. But I'd be like super, super hard on myself, you know, for doing that. And it's like, I can't, I can't, I can't do that. I have to, you know, I have to figure out my voice. I have to figure out my way. And as I started to realize, like, finding my own voice, I realized, like, yeah, those pictures are in results. Like, it takes, like, 25 pictures to get that perfect one. And then before you get to the 25 pictures to find the perfect one, it's like the 25 times that people had to practice the pose before they got it, right? So we have this, the, 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 shadow side we'll say of social media is kind of like that picture that caption that just looks like perfection and it's like you judge your whole life against this person's one moment and then nine times out of ten we don't even know the person behind the picture we just know what they've presented to us right so I say all that to say that we you know, getting clear on your step one, getting clear on the vision that you want to have, not shooting on yourself, I should be doing this, I should be doing that, but just what do I want to do, right? What speaks to my heart? And knowing that, again, that's what I was talking about. <laughs> I honestly lost my train of thought for a second there because I was getting all into my stuff and I'm like, where was I going with 
that. But where I was going was the work of manifesting. So coming back, that's definitely something I'm learning in self-taught podcast 101 is like, you got to hold on hard to your thoughts (laughs) so you don't lose train of them. And uh, I get a lot of thoughts at one time. I want to share them all at once. So sometimes it's like, oh, wait, where was I going? So where I was going with that, though, was the work of manifesting. So again, not just thinking like I can just, you know, put this picture on my vision board and just sit there and watch and wait for it to happen. Or I can just post this thing on Instagram and say like, you know, this beautiful caption and it will happen. I could take this one yoga class and like it will happen. Maybe in some instances, some things will manifest that quickly. They can, it does happen. But in general, manifesting is the vision and the faith in the vision and the work. And again, coming back to your step one, taking that first step is doing the work of committing, truly committing uh, to what it is that you want to manifest. So maybe for you, again, this episode is really just getting clear on that bigger picture, really getting clear on what your step one is. And that's totally okay. Listen, I took my leap of faith in 2015. I've been blessed to have been held uh, by way of just being being provided and finding opportunities and opportunities finding me that have helped me keep going along the way. I've been super, super close to rock bottom. I've had those moments where I'm like, oh shit, (laughs) what's going to happen next? And then something happens, something arises that pulls me from that space and helps me get to the next space. But that's the stuff that I use that shows me that uh, I'm on the right path, right? So But so I've gotten by, frankly, in these past five years, but it wasn't until this past year, again, that I really started to get clear on who I'm serving, why I'm serving, what I'm doing, what don't I want to do anymore, what will I do, what am I open to doing. Uh, And so in many ways, like, I am at step five, six, seven, what have you, in being an entrepreneur, but in many ways, I'm back at step one because I've just gotten clear, and that's totally okay. Maybe you're already kind of making some headway. You just want to get a little bit more clear. Maybe you're making some headway, but you're noticing certain thought patterns that keep dragging you down or holding you back, or you keep finding yourself back in the same place, learning the same lesson, and it's like, How can I finally put this down so I can really continue to move forward in a big and amazing and abundant way? I know for me, the lesson of surrender, which I talked about uh, in the last two episodes a little bit, surrendering has been a message, a lesson that has constantly shown up for me. I am in the process now of, you know, working to surrender to a lot of things that I do want to speak into my life not surrendering in the way of like, no, it will never happen, but surrendering in terms of like really trying to force these things, like really trying to jam them into my life like right now. And so it's like, no, let me just fall back. Let me reset. Let me get clear on some of the work I still have to do, you know, to 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 really manifest the life that I want to manifest. So yeah, this is an opportunity to, I've probably said this 20 times already, but to get clear. This is an opportunity to really think about how do you want to move forward in 2021. This is an opportunity to think about what has come up for you in this year of 2020, what shifted, what has opened for you. Uh, have you 
have you started to feel like a shift of like, yeah, I haven't been living as authentically as I want to live? Are you starting to feel like there's a skin you need to shed? And it's like, okay, what's that about? So how let's, you know, we're going to take all of that and now set the stage for 2021. And again, it's maybe starting with your vision and then reverse engineering, getting back to that step one so you can feel yourself now moving forward towards, uh, again, what it is that you want to speak into your life and truly find and live your free. So let's go ahead and get into some of these prompts. And what I'm going to do is just read the prompts and you can start to jot down what speaks to you. You can write down the prompts yourself. Uh, you can just continue listening. I'll pause between each prompt just in case there is, you know, folks writing it down, uh, you know, as they're listening. So you can listen to this later, prepared for what you want to write. Uh, so, you know, just do what works for you. So again, journal, notebook, paper, if the brown paper bag speaks to you, uh, go ahead and grab that pencil pen. I usually write with pen, but in the space of learning about the brown paper bag, I'm also learning about pencil too. I don't know enough to confidently speak about it on the mic here. So I encourage you again to do your own research or if it speaks to you, follow your heart, go with the flow and see what comes from that. And if this is something that you are going to set up for a later time, uh, when you do set up, Grab your crystals, your candles, all of the things that help you to create a sacred space, sage your space, Palo Santo, whatever sacred smudge, that's sacred smudge that speaks to you. Uh, try to have some space where you're uninterrupted. Try to have some space where there's like soft music or no noise if that's good for you. So again, just really being in a space that will allow you to really tap into uh, clarity and insight. And again, these are prompts that will allow you to really think about what it is that you want to leave behind in 2020 and to get clear on the intentions that you want to set for 2021 and beyond. So the first prompt or question, and they may sound like they're the same question, but they are very nuanced. There are small nuancy differences and each answer can have its own insight. So first question, what is it time to leave behind? What is it time to leave behind? So do you have, you know, fear-based thoughts? Do you have not good enough thoughts? Do you have just any unloving sort of lack thoughts that you've been dragging around, carrying around, letting dominate your thoughts and your actions? And is it time, like really time to let go of that? So what is it time to leave behind? Next prompt, what do you want to leave behind? So there's what it's time to leave behind. Like I know, I know in my spirit, it's time to leave this behind. And then there are those things you know, your everyday battles, your everyday struggles, the things that we all work through. Again, maybe it's the comparison on Instagram, the comparison to somebody else's life, whatever it is that you tell yourself like, man, I just want to let this go. So what do you want to leave behind? And then finally, what do you need to leave behind? 
So what is it time to leave behind? Like, you know, what do you want to leave behind? You know, again, those everyday things where you're telling yourself or hearing yourself say, man, I wish I could leave behind. And what do you need to leave behind? And again, this may feel similar to the first question. What is it time to leave behind? But I don't know. I took time to think of these questions and they really spoke to me as being different. You know, so what do you need to leave behind? What is really holding you back in an unhealthy way? What is preventing you? What is keeping you down? You know, what we want and what we need can be, no, not can be, are two very different things. You know, we learn that as children. I want this, I want that. And our parents say, okay, we have to learn what we want versus what we need. And then we become adults and life shows us that, right? Like we're constantly going after what we want, whether it's a job or a relationship or whatever it is. And sometimes we don't get exactly what we want and we can be frustrated. But then in time we realize, okay, I got what I needed. And so the difference between want and need in that way. And then just thinking about it from that perspective, the want versus need, and then what it's time to leave behind. So take time with these prompts, you know, just write it down freehand style. That's one of the things about journaling is to just write, write, write. Sometimes I find myself like stopping and correcting myself if I spelled something wrong or if my writing just looks funky and I'm like, oh, no, I want it to look better. <laughs> but just allow yourself to just write. So even if these things don't come out as a list, just write, write if it's just a word, just write. And then what you can do is go back and look at all of the various responses and see like what's the common denominator what came up that maybe you hadn't thought about before or thought about from the perspective of needing or wanting or it being time to let go of this thing or these things right so looking at them all and then from there creating your list one to five one to ten maybe it's one maybe it's 20 whatever it is but creating this list and writing those things down on a piece of paper, again, that brown paper bag, and ceremoniously either burning that paper. Um, some folks like to bury, you know, that paper in the ground, just, you know, committing it, putting it away. Uh, some folks like to leave what they want to let go of on their altar. So some folks will say, I'm giving this up to the ancestors to, ha to have the ancestors help relieve me of this. Uh, it's just putting it on the altar to leave it there in terms of just, you know, trusting that the universe will respond. Uh, some folks with the brown paper bag, again, I'm just learning, so do your research. But if you write it on the brown paper bag and rolling the bag up, like rolling the piece of paper up, but rolling it away from you, you know, the things that you want to keep away from you. So whatever speaks to you doing those things. So I myself took time on December 21st, on the winter solstice, to write down what I want to let go of as well as what I want to manifest. And I wrote, I put uh, the list of what I want to let go of on like a candle dish that I have on my altar. And I'm leaving it there just to really commit to the universe like, hey, this is what I want to let go of. And I plan to ceremoniously burn that paper on New Year's Eve. So I wanted to use all of the energy, you know, that's in this this time right now to really help me let go of those things I'm truly trying to let go of. So 
Uh, yeah, so I put it on my plate. I plan to burn it on New Year's Eve. So maybe you want to burn it right away. Maybe you want to wait until New Year's Eve. So listen to your heart, whatever speaks to you and however you choose to uh, give up those things. Again, burning, burying, putting on your altar, whatever speaks to you. Just take some time, take a breath, you know, and just see what comes to heart. So that's what we want to leave behind in 2020. What are we what's like in our rear view mirror. So if you know your yoga postures, uh, or if you want to look up this yoga posture, warrior two is a posture that we have one arm in front, one arm behind. And I often tell students, the back hand represents what we're leaving behind. The front hand represents the future, like what are we working towards, right? So that back hand leaving behind us what no longer serves us the back hand is the rear view the front hand is the windshield right we're looking towards our destination so thinking of these questions this list in that way what am i leaving behind for good what am i leaving in that old age that i'm not bringing into this new age and so now shifting to what we want to speak into our lives, what we want to bring into our lives. Uh, you know, so, okay, so these are a couple of questions, same way, and just take some time, either write them down, jot your answers now, however it speaks to you. And again, picture it, picture your vision, and then reverse engineer. So try to respond to these questions without, how's it going to work? How's it going to happen? Just, again, freestyle it free flow. So first question, what is it time to manifest in? So the other prompt was what is it time to leave behind? And what is it time to manifest in? So again, what's been on the shelf that it's time to take down? You know, what's what what is what do we need to take off the shelf? What do we need to bring down? So you may not again have the exact vision, but your heart will let you know, like, yeah, I'm on the right path. This is the right thing. What I'm feeling, what I'm sensing feels good. It creates like this vibration in my body, body, this feeling in my belly. So what is it time to manifest in? What's been on the shelf? What's your passion? What's that job opportunity you want to go for? What's that hobby you want to pick up, you know? Maybe it's journaling. Maybe it's yoga. Maybe it's meditation. But what has been on the shelf that you've put away for whatever reason that now it's finally time to bring down because you know this is going to help you find your free and create and live the life that you want. So what is it time to manifest in? Again, those things that you know of, but that are just kind of like, eh, <laughs> I'm not really dealing, you know. And now... What do you want to manifest in? So again, what it might be time for might be a little bit different than what you want to manifest in. Maybe they're the same. Maybe they're slightly different. Really, really, really allow yourself to just think freely. What do you want for yourself? Do you want to live on an island? Do you want to have 20 kids? <laughs> like, do you want to be a yoga teacher? Do you want to be an author? Do you want to be a podcaster? And allow yourself to think of these things without those secondary thoughts popping up, right? So I think it's Malcolm Gladwell has the book called Blink. 
Uh, and he talks about how our intuition will tell us things in the blink of a moment, but then just like that, uh, a thought will come behind and say, no, that's wrong. No, that's it isn't right. That won't work just because. And then we end up listening to those second thoughts instead of those blink moment thoughts, right? Those blink moment intuitions. So let this be your blink moment. You know, I have thought about podcasting for a long time, like a long time, like when not so much maybe when podcasting first came out, but certainly for like four years, at least certainly since I've been on this path of entrepreneurship, like and as podcast sort of came about, I just thought they were really, really cool. Wasn't sure how it was going to happen. And then you start to see more and more people are podcasting. And then ultimately you have what folks are calling a very saturated podcast market. So it's like, why would you want to start something when it's already saturated? Why would you want to invest in something that you're not going to automatically get a return on? Like I've had these questions asked of me by family, by friends, by whoever. Um, why are you doing this? And it's like, because it's something that speaks to my heart. It's something that I've wanted to do, you know, for a long time. Uh, and I just feel like it's a way to further connect with the folks I want to connect with, the women that I want to connect with, whoever's listening to this and feels a connection like I want to connect with you. So thinking about those things without thinking like, oh, no, I can't do that because no, 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 no. Just what do you want to manifest in and allow yourself to think about that freely without abandon? And then this is a question I ask in my Find Your Free Mentorship Program, you know, when I'm working with students, when I'm working with clients, but what does freedom mean and look like to you? So sometimes it's just getting clear on the definition of freedom, right? So for me, freedom meant not being in that nine to five bucket. Freedom meant having the autonomy of how I wanted to manage my days. It meant, you know, being here in the morning to, you know, prepare breakfast for my family, to prepare meals for my family. It is being able to work with clients at times that work well for me. It meant being able to take off chunks of time, <laughs> you know, at a time, whether it's like a month or days or week, you know, whatever it is, but just having freedom over my schedule, living in what is my creativity, like that's what freedom meant to me. That's what freedom means to me. And I'm still in some ways getting clear fully on what that freedom definition means to me. But instead of just saying like, oh, I just want to be free. I want to be free to do this thing. It's like, what does freedom mean to you? What does it mean? And getting clear on that definition. And again, when you have the definition, you can start to do the reverse engineering to find out what the first step is that you need to take so that you can move towards that definition of freedom. So what does freedom mean and look like to you? And then another question I like to ask clients and students are what are the steps you'll need to take to get there? So what steps do you need to take to get there, to get to that definition of freedom? So again, that difference between need and want. What do you want your life to look like? Get clear on what freedom means to you. And then the difference between want and need. What do you need to do to begin to take those steps towards living the life you want to manifest, towards, you know, manifesting in that thing that it's finally time to manifest in, you know, getting really clear and taking those first steps. So maybe those first steps are creating a schedule. 
maybe and you know and if it's yoga again I'm just going to use that because that's the easiest example for me but if it's like I want to I want to start this yoga practice I want to just I've been feeling this thing about yoga I tried here and there I want to make a commitment so maybe it's creating a calendar if using your phone you know like an online um, tool or something like that speaks to you maybe it's creating your schedule and saying okay I am blocking out 7.30 on Mondays, 5 o'clock on Wednesdays, and 2 o'clock on Fridays, whatever. And this time is non-negotiable. This is my yoga time. And then also giving yourself a buffer, like some space throughout the day, the same day that you have your yoga practice. You know, if you have, say, again, Monday at 7.30, maybe when you create your Monday schedule, creating it where you have free time from like three to four or something like that. Again, I'm just going off the top of my head. And I say that to say, if the yoga practice doesn't happen at the time that it was scheduled to happen, you've built in that free time, that buffer time that you can use to still get your yoga practice in. I hope you see where I'm going with that. So what do you need to do? For me, I have some things I want to still get more clear on. I want to build my relationship with my ancestors. So what's that, what did that mean for me? I had to take time to create an altar for my ancestors. I had to take time to learn about what that altar uh, should look like. Again, not shooting on myself, but you know, just in terms of having guidance, like what are some of the things I want to think about when creating this altar? Uh, it means getting up a little bit earlier each morning and meditating. So what are the things that you need to do that will allow you to move towards the life you want to live and live out that definition of freedom? So get clear, you know, using these prompts to get clear, using these prompts to help you make your list and your vision, and then manifesting from there. Because again, manifesting is vision and work taking the steps. It's not just something that you just, I mean, you can definitely say, hey, universe, this is what I want. And you kind of throw it to the universal wall and see what sticks. But I'm learning, I'm really, really learning that in order for the universe to, and I use the universe, whatever speaks to you, God, spirit, universe, nature. But in order for the universe to return on the investment that you make, your investment of faith, your investment of time, your investment of the work that you're doing. In order for the universe to respond in the way that you want it to respond, you have to be clear on what it is that you're putting out, right? So I've had those moments where I'm like, I want this, 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 and this. And then I'd see bits and pieces of it, but it's not like the full, big, clear picture. And then that gets frustrating because it's like, no, 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 I want the full, big, clear picture. But then it's like, I didn't think clearly. <laughs> so it's like, if you give the universe like a bunch of stuff, it's going to give you back what you give it, right? So when you get clear, then you can say, I want to manifest a life where I am getting up every day, and I'm drinking my smoothies, and I'm meditating, and I have time for myself. And I'm in a house where I have my own personal space with built in bookshelves, there's a lemon tree in the backyard, floor to ceiling windows, it's my private sacred space where I record my podcast, where I do my yoga practice, where I teach, you know, it's my space, it's my time, it's my, you know, sanctuary. And I'm in this home, and my home is filled with laughter of children and I have this beautiful peaceful relationship with my partner and I cook healthy meals whole food meals and my spacious kitchen with a gas stove like get clear like that is literally 
a lot of what's in the vision that I have for myself. I really want a lemon tree and I really want a space with floor to ceiling windows with built in bookshelves and I really want it to be my space. <laughs> so, you know, it's more than just like, hey, I want a house, you know, a nice house in a nice area. It's like, no, I want to live near a beach, but I also want a neighborhood that has foliage and you know, I want to have a life where I can maybe switch the seasons when it gets cold. I can go to a beach home, you know, like dream big, dream super big. And, you know, but be clear in that. Like, what do you want it all to look like? And writing these prompts, taking this time can help you get clear on those steps. And again, do the reverse engineering you need to do to start working towards the life that you want to manifest and have for yourself. So... I hope that is beneficial uh, for you. Again, when you sit down to do these prompts, you know, again, if you're going to take time later, maybe you did it now as we, you know, as I talked about them, but if you're going to take time to do them later, again, I remind you to, or I invite you to have quiet space, uninterrupted time, maybe set the clock for 20 minutes, 30 minutes. If you have free time, take that. Uh, have some nice soft music playing, maybe no music if, if that is better for you, whatever makes your space sacred. And don't hold yourself back, you know, don't, again, don't allow those things to pop up that says, oh, this won't work. And, you know, trying to figure it out as you're writing it out, just allow yourself to write. And you may surprise yourself with what comes out, you may surprise yourself with what what the common denominator is, you know, you may find insight on even identifying what the common denominator is. And I promise you, I promise you, I promise you from personal experience, as you get clear, as you start to take those first steps, the teachers that you're seeking will find you. The healers that you're seeking will find you. The work that you want to do, the people that you want to serve, whatever it is, will start to make its way to you. You'll, you'll start to meet people that'll say, oh, you know what, I can connect you with this person. Or, oh, you know what, I know this really great yoga teacher named Rachel. <laughs> or, hey, I've been working with this therapist and I've been having some benefit. Maybe they can help you too. So you'll start to attract to you what it is that you need to support you in your journey. So when you're truly moving from that heart-centered space and you're clear on your intentions and you're clear on that vision, again, the universe will respond by sending you what you need, by activating what you already have inside of you. A lot of times we don't realize, I myself included, or we forget that we have everything inside of us that we need to live the life we want. Sometimes we just have to be made aware. Sometimes we buried it away and now it's time to dig it up, you know, but the universe will activate those things and put you on the path where you may have those days where it's not super clear. You may have those days where it feels frustrating or like, what am I doing? Those days where you'll want to give up, those days where you'll feel like your back is against the wall. But when you're on the right path, some grace some ease, something will come through to keep you moving forward, to keep you navigating. You know, my brother told me once, shout out to you, Quester, 
faith is not just taking the first step on water, right? Like walking on water. So faith is that initial leap is taking that first step and walking on the water, right? But then you just stand there and like hope not to sink or just hope that, you know, like, okay, I'm good. I'm right here, right? And that you'll just, you know, that that'll be it. But the continuous journey is continuing to take steps forward on the water, even if the path isn't there, right? Even if nothing is laid out, even if it looks like the more I walk forward, the more I'm going to fall into that water. Like I done took the first step. I'm good here. Oh, no, 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 no. You know, there's so much more ahead. And again, even if you can't see every step on the water, that continuous journey of faith is taking each step forward, knowing that you'll be able to walk and know that you'll be held by the water. So I hope I did you justice, big bro, (laughs) by sharing that story. But you told me that one time about three years ago, around this time at Christmas, we were hanging out by the pool table um, in the living room. And that's when you told me that. And I've never forgotten that. So shout out to you, big bro. So lovelies, I hope uh, those intentions are of benefit. I do hope you take time to, you know, sit with yourself and get clear. And I do hope that... uh, this supports you, you know, in finding your free because that is the mission of this podcast. All my little stories, my tidbits, my offerings, my invitations, all of it is to support you on your personal journey of finding your free. So write it down and see what happens. So with that, let's go ahead and shift. I am getting up on an hour's time. And with the first episode, I said, I'll do 45 minutes max. And then with the last episode, I was like, all right, an hour max. (laughs) So I want to try and stay as close to an hour as possible. So we'll take our moment to find our breath and share a passage and close out this episode of the podcast. So finding your comfortable seat, if you're sitting in a chair, letting your feet rest on the floor. And if you're sitting on the floor, just finding a way to sit comfortably. If you're sitting on the couch, same way, or wherever you are, just sitting with ease. Maybe that's with legs crossed or legs straight in front, whatever feels good for you. And however you're sitting, find a tall spine. Rest your hands on your thighs, palms facing down to create a sense of grounding. If you feel like you're in a space where you need to receive, flip the palms up. You can always rest the hands on the heart or the belly, the heart and the belly as well. Take a deep breath in, drawing up through the crown of your head. And as you exhale, if it feels good, close the eyes, release the air out through the mouth. Finding that again, taking a deep breath in. Exhaling out through the mouth, feeling your jawline soften, your teeth unclench, your lips relax. And you can continue breathing in this fashion, taking nice deep breaths in, reaching up through the crown of the head, exhaling, continuing to feel your shoulders soften, the body finding ease with every exhale. And as you continue to connect with your breath here, I'm going to share a passage from Journey to the Heart, 
Daily Meditations on the Path to Freeing Your Soul by Melody Beattie. And this passage is called Remember Faith. There is a church in New Mexico where the ground is said to be holy, sacred, healing. As I sat in a pew in that church, I was amazed at the numbers that flock there. I watched one man carry in his sick wife, a woman so ill she couldn't walk or stand by herself. They came to pray, to touch the holy ground. They came for a miracle. I sat watching and listening in awe of the tremendous power of faith. Many things in life test us, strain us, deplete us, and sometimes leave us without hope. Yet there is a place in us where the ground is sacred and holy. That place in us is called faith. Remember faith. It's important. Without it, life is dull, useless, and joyless. We may have moments when we say, what's the use? Nothing will help. We may go through times when we're angry at God and don't want to believe anymore. But faith has the power to transform us. Faith can instill joy, bring peace, and restore a sense of acceptance and fulfillment in our lives. Faith is a simple place, but it is also a place of profound power. Faith can turn our lives around. Faith may not bring us the miracle we want, but it will always bring us the miracle we need. Cultivate faith. Touch it. Hold it in your hand. In the back room of the Sanctuario de Chamayo, forgive me for butchering that, is the ground that's said to be holy and healing. Visitors are invited to take some time with them. I scooped up a portion of the ground, just a tiny bit, placed it in a small plastic bag, and put it in my Jeep. Faith, you don't need much. A little bit goes a long, long way. So as I was reflecting on the passage that I wanted to share, at the end of this podcast, I came across that passage, and I actually shared that in one of my yoga classes recently, and it just felt timely and it felt aligned because, again, manifesting is part work and part faith and having faith that the vision you see in your heart is something that you'll see in your life having faith that you have inside of you what you need to fulfill your journey having faith that you will be able to get up tomorrow and put one foot in front of the other and sometimes it's just having faith that the sun will shine again so remembering faith and knowing that holding on to it is such a critical part of the manifestation journey. And even if it's just a little bit, that's all you need. That's all you need. Because as the book said, as the passage said, and just as I said earlier with the prompts, it may not be always about getting what you want, but it will be about getting what you need. And sometimes what you need is what you want. And sometimes what you, or sometimes, yeah, what you need is, you know, what you need. And it will reveal itself to you. It will reveal itself to you. And that's what having faith is about. So, lovelies, thank you, thank you, thank you for sitting through another episode of Find Your Free, the podcast. Uh, I am hoping that the next podcast will be fun. I want to shake things up by inviting my love to join me. So if we can 
work that out. That may be the next episode, but if not the next episode, hopefully one in the very, very, very near future. So I thought that would be fun to sort of have us on and like interview each other, right? (laughs) Get a little insight into our lives together. Uh, So with that, loves, I'm going to close out as I always do by saying, may you be happy. May you be free. May you be peaceful, easeful, useful, and joyful. The light in me honors the light in each of you. Thank you for joining, and I'll see you next week.